Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Tonight I want to talk about who's your source. Not talking about tomato sauce, not talking about barbecue sauce, not talking about raw sauce. But who is your source? Your source needs to be Jesus Christ. Is it? That's the question. In John 4 verse 13 to 14 it says this, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water that that I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving eternal life. Coming through life, there are so many different areas that we need God to meet. There are so many different areas in all of our lives that, that, that we have that are needing to be met by a source of some sort. And the question and the challenge would be is that, would our reliance be completely on Jesus? But I don't know, but if you're anything like me, there are things in my life where I know my source of strength isn't always God. It's other things at times. And, and, and we can all do that. There are some things that are good. There are some things that aren't so good that we draw on. There are some things that leave us empty and dry. There are some things that when we put our, our, our focus and we go to the right source, leave us full of life. There are some things that will rob us of the God call if it's the wrong type of source. But yet there are other things that will propel us into the call that God has for our life. So the question is, who's your source? Who's your source tonight? Can I be honest with you? This is a safe place, right? I like shopping. Uh-huh. I know you probably can't tell. And uh, I'm, I'm the husband that uh, every time we go past the mall, I'm like, babe, should we go in and just check out what's happening in there? And she's like, oh, man. I'm the one she hides the credit card from. But I, she doesn't know I have my own one, so we're all good. Oh, hello. Husbandship 101 right there. To all the husbands out there, get your own credit card. Nah, jokes. She knows I have one. But uh, I'm the guy that loves shopping, man. We go to the mall and, uh, you know, and we take our kids at times and it's not the kids saying, Dad, when's mum done shopping? It's the kids saying to Al, Mum, when's, when's dad done shopping? Is he done yet? You know, we walk past shop. I'm like, hang on a minute, babe. We're going somewhere. And I'm like, hang on, babe. Just let me check out this shop. Man, look at these pants. They look pretty cool. Just try them on. Oh, it's not my size. My butt looks big. You know, got to get a different pair. Well, what do you think, babe? Go to another shop. I'm even that guy that when, when she goes shopping for something that she needs, guess who walks out with more bags than she does? Come on, preach it tonight. I love shopping. I love to get the latest stuff. I like new things. That in itself is fine, but yet I remember a little while ago, God challenging me about this whole area of needing stuff, of wanting new things. Because as I said, in itself it's fine, but yet when it's meeting a need when it's meeting the area of fulfillment, when it's meeting the area of, 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 of comfort, when it's meeting the area of, you know, hey, I want to be seen to have all of the good stuff, then our source is in the wrong thing. Because I don't know about you, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, when I want something, I want it and I'm going to go and get it. Even if our bank balance is not in a position that, you know, potentially is a good time for us to go and buy something. I'll be like, oh, babe, I really want this. And man will just eat me up on the inside until I go and get it. So I've got to go and get it. So then I can just have peace. But yet if the motive isn't right, 
If that is filling an area or a need within your life that should be met by Jesus, then we're going to the wrong source. So my question to us tonight again is, who is your source? Who is your source of strength? Who is your source of comfort? Who is your source of acceptance? Who is your source of fulfillment? Who is your source in the highs and the lows, which is when it really counts? When your marriage or relationship is on the rocks and you feel like love's gone and you feel like maybe I made the wrong, wrong choice, maybe they, the, my wife wasn't the one for me, maybe my husband wasn't the one for me, who's your source in that time? How many of us, I wonder, instead of going to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who is the great source, who has all of the answers, instead we say, you know what, love's not there anymore. We start looking at somebody else the way, in a way that we shouldn't because we're going to the wrong source. What about when family is walking away, we've been praying and declaring for salvation to come, but yet you haven't seen it yet. You've been praying and you've been declaring and it's been a month, it's been two months and the situation's getting worse. They seem to be getting even more and more anti-God. They seem to be getting further and further away. Do we just give up and say, oh, well, I tried my best? Or do we say, no, no, God, you are my source and I'm going to keep declaring. I'm going to keep speaking into their life. I'm going to keep declaring the God call that is upon their life. Or do we give up? Come on, who's your source? What about when sickness hits your life? The doctor gives you a report that is not great. You've been feeling sick and you've not been able to find your breakthrough in that yet. Do we allow that to overcome us? That we think, oh, well, this is just is what it is. Or do we go to the source? What about when your bank balance is low? You don't have the finances to be able to pay your next bill. And we start to get all upset. We start to worry. We start to maybe do things that we shouldn't do. My question to you tonight is who is your source? I was watching, um, I love the the TV show on Discovery Channel called, um, um, it's called something, (laughs) Caught abroad or whatever it is, you know, the people who go overseas and they get caught smuggling drugs or whatever and they go to prison and um, banged up abroad, I think it is. And so, you know, there was this guy who was just financially wrecked. He was in such an area of desperation that he needed some money and a mate of his said, hey man, he's American in the Navy, in the, in the Navy actually, and he said, I was just what happened to be watching it this afternoon, preparing for my message. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and he said, look, if you do this, smuggling some drugs from Colombia, it's a real easy go. You know, you won't get caught. It won't be any problems. Uh, it'll be an easy, quick 10 grand. And he's like, nah, man, it's so risky. There's no way I should do this. But you know what? His source was however he could find money. So he did it. He got caught, long story short, got put in prison, came to that place after a few years of being in a Colombian prison where he fell on, and this is not a Christian program, so I'm surprised, fell on his knees in desperation and cried out to God, God, if there's any way you can save me from this, from this, from this environment, from this position that I have found myself in, then God, I ask that you would do it. And it shows him he's actually legit reading the Bible, starting to get stuff out of it. And then, you know, in the space of, I don't know, it was months, a year, whatever, he was out shorter term than what he was meant to get. Who is your source? Don't do drugs. What about when your dream that you have doesn't yet work out? Doesn't work the way that you thought it would? Do you just give up on it? Who's your source? What about when you're getting bullied at school for all those who are in high school, even at work? Who's your source? Do we fight back? 
Do we turn to other means of comfort, whether it be what we watch online, alcohol, drugs, different other addictions? Or do we go to the, the one and true God who is the only source that can meet every need? What about when temptation's knocking? What do we do? Do we give in to the temptation that is hitting, our, hitting at us from our left and our right, from our front to our back? Do we give in to that because it's like, oh, well. Or do we go to the source who is the answer in every temptation who says that the enemy's been defeated, the victory has already been won? So who's the one leading and directing your life? It's not a case of who you are. It's a case of whose you are. Come on. doesn't matter who you are. My question to, to you tonight is, whose are you? Are you a son? Are you a child of God? Living life and making decisions determined and, 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 and dictated in the fact that, you know, I am a child of God? Do we make decisions knowing that this is who we are? That therefore we live that way? We make choices that way? Or do we not know whose we are? Because if you can't honestly say whose you are tonight, then, then when temptation comes, when pressure comes, you'll get swung off to the left and swung off to the right. God wants you to stay narrow, narrow. He wants you to stay in that narrow path, continually moving forward. But if you don't know and have a revelation on the inside of you of whose you are, you'll get blown over like that. See, so many people who live life have such big high highs and such big low lows. That when they're high, they're right up there, man. They're like, Pastor Steve, man, I can do, man, I want to come and I want to help in youth. Come on, man, I, I want to help see school saved. They've got all these ideas, they're passionate as. And you're like, man, that's mad. That's awesome. And then they hit a lie. Oh, it's a lie. They hit a low. They bottom out. Legit, you don't see them for six months. We're not called to have such big high highs and low lows. Our life should be just level with a little bit of dip maybe. But not the big highs and then the big lows. You'll never fulfill the fullness of what God has for your life when you're like that. But when you're like this, watch what God will do. So whose are you? If you can't honestly say that your source is found in Jesus, then it will be found in something. And you know what? I can't tell you who's your source is. I can't, you, there's plenty of people that turn up to church on a Sunday that lift their hands, do the Christian thing. But yet, every other day of the week, their source is definitely not Jesus. Come on, this is a question for you to answer. Then be honest with yourself tonight because I really believe God wants to do something. I really believe that God wants to move people tonight out of the situations that they're in, out of the place of bondage that you're in and move you into freedom. But yet that can only happen if you start to get a little bit real, if you start to get a little bit honest about who your source is and you choose, you know what, this God is not my source. I've been turning up to church, but yet God is not my source. I've been singing the songs as hard as Alma sings them, but yet God is not my source. I've been lifting my hands in the midst of worship, but yet I know God is not my source. Come on, we need to take that step where we would say, no matter what my situations are, no matter what my circumstances are, I'm going to choose and rely completely on Jesus, who is the source. What about when social media? What about social media? What about when you put a highlights post up of yourself? This is me preaching on a Sunday. <laughs> Thankful for the opportunity, Jesus. But yet, it's all about how many likes you get. When you don't get the likes that you thought you would get, you start to get a little bit upset. 
you start to get a little bit, wow, does nobody love me? Wow, I thought I'd get way more likes than that. Who's your source? Because you see, the post in itself is not a problem. But if you're looking for it to meet a need in your life, then your source is not Jesus. What about when we turn up to a place that's full of people? We've been struggling on the inside. We're going through a real low. Life's throwing some things our way. We're not feeling all bubbly and happy and excited. We turn up with a whole bunch of things going on. And yet we leave that place upset and angry because nobody asked us if we were okay. Because nobody recognized the fact that you didn't look your normal self. Because nobody didn't ask you, wow, you look a little bit low, are you okay? Again, that in itself is fine, but who's your source? If your source is the fact that you need people to constantly pull you up, that you need people to constantly tell you and rub you on the head and say, there, there, now you'll be okay, then come on, your source is not found in Jesus Christ and you'll never walk in breakthrough. Having people say nice things about you is all good. But if that's your source, then come on, we need to change. We need to change our motive. We need to change the reasons why we do it. What about when we look to a relationship, your marriage, your engagement, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever source of relationship is, and you're looking for them to meet every one of your needs that are on the inside, every area of rejection, every area of loneliness, you're looking for your spouse to be the one to meet that need. Again, in itself is fine, but a question I want to ask you tonight is who's your source? Because your spouse will let you down. They'll do things that will not show you that they love you at times. Trust me, I know I do it all the time. They will do things that will not meet the areas of need that you have in your life that you've been looking for them to fulfill. But who is your source? Because they can never meet that need, nor were they meant to. Jesus was the one who took every, every struggle. Jesus is the one who took every insecurity. Jesus is the one who took every rejection upon out that we carry at different times. And He is our source. What about when we get asked to jump into leadership at church? And we know that our motive is all about having a title. Because if you're not prepared to do it without a title, then your source or your motive is wrong. Come on, we should be prepared to say, you know what? God did so much for me. God gave his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. The least I can do is give back to him. You know who he loves? He loves his church. He loves you and I. He loves this place because this place is a light into the community. Is there power in this building? No, of course not. But there's power in the people who are here. Who makes up the church? Is it the building? No, it's you and I. So we should be prepared to do things without a title. If you get a title, awesome, celebrate that. But if your security is found in that, then again, I ask you, where's your source? I didn't have a problem with this one. When we study, and we study to get really smart, so that we get all this knowledge, and then we use all of that knowledge that we have to make people feel small and inferior. Because our self-worth is caught up in how much we know. Again, in itself is fine. But if it's not the right motive, then who's your source? Because if your source is Jesus, then you won't make other people feel dumb around you. Instead, you'll say, you know what? 
man, I'm blessed to have this, this, this intelligence. Let me help pull you up. Let me help take you from where you are, not judge you, not make you feel like I'm better than you because I know more. Let me help you pull you up into the God call that is upon your life. I love the fact that we serve a God who doesn't leave us where we're at. Come on, we serve a very real enemy that wants to take us out, but yet God is the God that says, man, I want to continue to move you forward. I want to continue to place you into the God call that is upon our life. I love the fact that Jesus looks past every one of our weaknesses and he calls forth our strength. He looks past the mess that we continually bring before him. And he says, son, daughter, let me bring it back into order again. He looks past the brokenness that is in our life and he makes you whole again. He looks past the fear and he can fill us with faith. He looks past the struggles that we have and he says, my love is for you is unconditional. All you have to do is choose to walk in it. Tonight again, I ask you, who's your source? It's important that we keep our eyes on God as the source, not on people. Because if we set our eyes on people, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. But when we set our eyes on God, we set ourselves up for freedom. I don't know about you, man. I don't want to walk life continually being disappointed because the source that I'm looking to in my life is not Jesus. I want to live in a place of freedom. I want to live in a place of victory. And that is only found in Jesus Christ. I love the story, Mark 10, 46, 52. It's a story about a mass. And for a lot of us, we know this story. And it reads like this, then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said, tell him to come here. So they called up the blind man, cheer up man, even though we told you to be quiet, cheer up. They said, I just added that part in if you weren't sure. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked as if he didn't know. (laughs) A bit of a sense of humor, Jesus. My rabbi. The blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. I love this story because Bartimaeus had a desperation. He had a desperation for his miracle. He wasn't content living a life of blindness. His life would have been nowhere near the potential nor the call that God would have had on him because he was blind. There would have been so many things that he couldn't do. Especially back in those days, they don't have all of the stuff that we have today. His life was turn up, side of the road, beg for money. But he had a desperation about him to want to walk in freedom. How desperate are you tonight to want to walk in freedom? How desperate are you tonight to throw off the things that have been holding you back? To throw off the areas of struggle that are in your life? To throw off the areas of weakness that continually trip you up? How desperate... Are you tonight? You see, it didn't come easy. It didn't come without challenge. It didn't come without him making a choice to move towards Jesus. He had to get up and he had to move. But see, I love this story because there's a couple of things that Bartimaeus did. It says that when Jesus came near, he heard him and he shouts out to him. What does the crowd around him do? They tell him to be quiet. 
Why? Because back in those days, people would have known Bartimaeus as the blind man. They would have known him as the one who sits on the side of the road, who begs for money. And the majority of people didn't have an issue with that, so long as he didn't bring disruption. So long as he wasn't a nuisance. So long as he wasn't shouting out random things to random people. But let alone shouting out to a rabbi who was walking past was a big no-no. So therefore, people, culturally, that wasn't what you do. And so, as he shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, the people were like, hang on, man, this is the blind man, this is that Bartimaeus dude, he shouldn't be shouting out. Dude, man, be quiet, don't cause a disruption right now, because yeah, Jesus is walking past, but that, you can't do that here. You just be quiet, you just keep begging. You just keep asking for handouts. But you know what? He pushed past all of that. He said, yeah, maybe that's culturally insensitive. Maybe that's not what I'm supposed to do, but yet I want my miracle. Come on, but yet I don't care what the people around me will say. I don't care that they just think that I'm that blind dude that should be quiet. Come on, I choose to get and I choose to position myself because why he knew Jesus was his source for his miracle. He knew that Jesus was the one who can provide the miracle that was needed. Come on, how many of us have let the crowd silence us? How many of us have let the opinions of people rob us from walking in our breakthrough? How many of us have let different forms of, oh, you come from this area, you come from that area, oh, you're the kid with the single family, oh, you're the kid whose dad walked out on you, oh, you're the kid that was born when your mother got abused, oh, you're the kid that came from a drugger. Come on, how many of us let the opinions of people or let where we've come from rob or steal steal the, the, the call that God has for your life tonight? You may have a rough upbringing. You may have come from a tough place. But yet, can I say, God is your source of freedom tonight. Jesus is your source of freedom tonight. He doesn't want you to remain in that place. He doesn't want you to continue to carry the bondage and the, and the, and the pressure and the, and the shame and, and the challenges that come with it. He says, no, no, son and daughter, I've purpose for you to walk in freedom. I've purpose for you to be free of the thing that you need to be free of. For him, it was blindness. A lot of us here, we may not be blind in the natural, but I wonder how many of us are blind in the spirit. We need to lay off the blindness so we start to see things the way Jesus does. The second thing he does, he threw off his coat. We just read over that and think, oh, that's cool, he threw off his coat. Maybe it was hot, maybe it restricted him from walking to Jesus, I don't know. But the coat that he threw off was actually, this quite significant, because that coat was government issued. Back in those days, when someone was legit, legit a beggar, what the government would do or the Romans or whatever, they would issue them a certain coat. So therefore people would know them as that they're a legit beggar. Because they're obviously people who are probably going big and they actually don't need to beg. They're just trying to rip people off. Funny that when they issued that coat, in other words, they're labeling him right there as you're the blind guy. You're the one that can, all they can do is beg. You're the one that has no other way to make money. You're the one that has no other way to look after yourself. Because you're that blind guy. He'd be wearing that coat and everyone would know, oh, there's that blind dude. They know exactly what his struggle is. They know exactly what his uh, weakness is. They know exactly what his thing is that he has going on. I wonder how many people here tonight have been labeled with different things. I wonder how many people here are carrying the coat that people have labeled you with. And tonight, can I say you need to throw it off? Not only was it that, but his coat would have been a source of shelter and warmth from the weather. His coat would have been the source of collecting money because also back in those culturally, 
they actually weren't allowed to touch someone who was begging. So what they would do is they would lay the coat down in front of them or lay it on his lap and people would walk past and throw the change in there. You know what he's doing when he's throwing his coat off? Not only is he saying, I'm not going to be determined by the labels that people put on me any longer. I'm not going to live my life determined by the label that others have placed on me today. I choose to throw that off. But he's also saying, I choose to throw off my only source of income. I choose to throw off my only source of protection. I choose to throw off my only source of shelter, my only source of warmth, because that's not getting me where I need to go. And I'm throwing that off tonight because I know Jesus is the source who can set me free of all of this. Come on, what's the freedom? What's the things that you need to throw off? And again, my question to you tonight is, who's your source? The bank can come and join me. I'm finishing with this one scripture, Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. All glory to him who is able through mighty power to set you free tonight. He is the one that if we choose to throw the different areas that we've gone to to meet the different needs within our life, if we choose to throw them off tonight, He'll meet you right where you're at. You know, for some of us, we've actually got to create room in our lives so Jesus can come and fill those areas. The moment you keep holding on to the different areas that are meeting and fulfilling the different needs in your life, you're not actually allowing room for God to come and fill that spot. You need to actually choose to get that out and throw it out so you're now empty there so that now Jesus can come and fill that spot. But can I tell you tonight, if you just choose to throw it off, but you don't allow the presence of God to fill that spot again, then you know what? That'll come right back. The thing that you threw off, it'll come right back because something will fill that area. Come on, we've got to allow God to be our source tonight. We've got to allow Jesus to be the one that we would look to. Don't let the enemy rob you any longer. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.